Well, Ulysses, uh, another day, another loss for the Rays in the Windy City. That's okay. When there's snow like that, it should be played. You know, football should be played, not baseball. Yes, so there's that. It was definitely football weather. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays lose to the Chicago Cubs by a score of four to two. The Rays are now under 500 on the year at five and six. Uh, two seems to be the magic number for the Rays, just scoring two runs. I guess we might be dealing with that uh, for the foreseeable future here and again. Yeah, no, the the offense was um, in, a, in a slumber. But again, just like in the cold open, I said, uh, that's... Um, I know a lot of race fans are frustrated and they are not seeing the fruits of their fandom being accomplished on their TV screens and they expect more of the team. Of course they do because yeah. this is a really good team. But uh, no, when you've got snow coming down, I don't, I, that's, that for me isn't baseball. That's not baseball weather. And I don't think baseball players are used to that. So honestly, uh, did you tip your cap to the Cubs for yeah. coming through? But I'm not going to chastise the boys for not being able to succeed in 27 degree weather. That's ridiculous. It's kind of insane. April 18th in Chicago, and it's still those types of conditions. It looked like Green Bay in November, basically. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. And again, the other team gets paid to Kyle Hendricks is no slouch. No. no slump. I mean, I know he doesn't throw 97, 98. In fact, he's kind of a refreshing type of pitcher mm-hmm. in the just throw it as hard as you can era. Like yeah. the way he's able to pinpoint that two seamer of his, I mean, the, the called third strikes dotting the corners, dotting the edges, wherever he wants to put that thing or generate weak contact. I mean, there's a reason that, uh, I mean, you could, go out as far as to say that he's probably one of the more underrated pitchers starting pitchers in all of baseball if you look at what he's done since 2014 i mean it's he's impressive with how he's able to uh, just the pitchability just an absolute throwback yeah and and i think one of the best at bats where you could see what he does best with that changeup, and then that 86 87 mile an hour fastball was i believe it was the second or third at bat of brendan lau okay man change up change up change up and he has them already like oh i'm i'm used to this and then he just puts an 87 yeah. mile an hour down the tunnel and lau just can't can't pull the trigger i mean he was yeah. uh, he he pitched to him that's the thing that if we go back now to the race side that's been one of the most frustrating things for me to watch Shane McClanahan is knowing that there's so much potential right. in what Shane McClanahan does, but all he does is throw yesterday on Monday's game. You could actually see him pitch, yes, which is definitely the growth that you want to see. I mean, there, there was quick pace. Um, that mistake with the fastball down and in, that was mislocation. Um, because it, it looked like, you know, as soon as it left 
you could see it. You're like, I was right. screaming. I was like, no, that's not where you want to put that yeah. uh, fastball. Um, but everything else, though, I mean, the pitching efficiency, too. Um, it took them, I think, uh, 57 pitches after the fourth inning. And he was able to get nine strikeouts, which is a career high for him. He's also leading all of MLB in strikeouts right yeah. now, currently. Uh, Hendricks is on that list. I believe he's number five. So he looked like an ace. Finally, yeah. finally, Shane McClanahan looks like an ace in 2022. Hopefully, that's just the first one of many. Again, he's still young, still finding his footing, and it was a very, very impressive outing. And if we're, I mean, if we're focusing on that home run, I think we're bearing the lead there as to what he was able to do with the six innings, the one run, run, no walks, nine strikeouts, just uh, a great performance. And I like how he seems to be going to the curveball more yes. and tapering back that slider. And if you notice, if you look at some of the data um, really earlier on in that, uh, in that pitching performance, he established the fastball and finished with the curveball. And then second time through the order, then he started working backwards a little bit and starting guys with the slider and with the changeup and kind of peppering yeah. that in. But um, if, and, and I like how he, he went out there with the no sleeves. He, he brought a little swagger to the performance, which uh, is what you need. And again, with as many pitching injuries as there has been on this Rays roster and the bullpen kind of shattered and tattered a little bit. I mean, they're, they're claiming, you know, DFA guys and, and expecting them to pitch the next day like Javi Guerra. Like you need, that's where you need Shane McClanahan and guys like that. To, if you can give us six, give us six and a third, get as deep as you can. And we, we've talked about how April is just extended spring training. So you're going to see a lot of guys go four and a third, four and two thirds, be very, very cautious with it. Now we've seen Rasmussen hit five. Now we saw Kluber hit five. Now we see Shane McClanahan hit six. Now yeah. there's a little bit of a long, can save that bullpen. I mean, you, I, I get it. The Rays are the best at managing bullpen. They are the best at finding talent for that bullpen. They are the best at rest management and load management and whatever other 2021 blank management yeah. word you want to put in there. It's still, it's still a roll of the dice. After having the best in all of those categories, it's still really difficult to pull off gear in and gear out yeah. what they're trying to do. So what would help that having all the best development and finding all that talent and, and being able to know what situations to put these guys to succeed in would be to also have your starters just yeah. cover that one more inning. And I, I'm not expecting all these guys to cover six all the time, yeah. but it would be nice if that, if hitting five becomes more of the hitting four and, and, and I get it three times to the order penalty, all that, yeah. but I think context matters, and he was breezing through yesterday. I mean, again, the best thing I saw from Shane McClanahan yesterday was the pitch efficiency, 0102, yeah. 2 That's what you want. Yeah, and I think probably it also helps that the, the conditions and the fact that the Cubs, I don't think they'd ever seen Shane McClanahan as opposed to the AL East where you start to build a little bit of a book on Shane McClanahan and go right. to his tendencies. season. Again, when JT Chagua is down, Pete Fairbanks is down, and you have a lot of pitchers that are working their way back from injury, Jalen Beeks, Jeffrey Springs, that still might be trying to find their footing, that's where you need the starters to go deep. So it's good to, it's refreshing to see that 
as well. Uh, Bet Online, it is your number one source for all your uh, betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, as well as, of course, the MLB season. Bet Online, uh, it is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the Bet Online website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Did it look like David Robertson had it out for his ex-team that brought him in when nobody else would after the Olympics? And uh, he, ha- I, I, I was rooting for this guy to be brought back. Yeah. The Cubs get him. Um, he was pitching with some intensity, man. I mean, those pitches looked crisp. The, they had great movement. I understand that there was a walk, but he looked good. He looked like a guy who has closed many a doors on teams. Right. And um, I miss that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it was a little bit head scratching as to why the Rays didn't, or maybe he wanted to go elsewhere, but why they didn't make a play for him and Colin McHugh. I feel like uh, I would try to bring back as many of those experienced arms, those battle-tested arms as possible. Um, but again, it goes back to, it, it kind of ties into it, the Rays only being able to score two runs. I mean, I think that's yeah. what, five times this season already? It's like uh, Groundhog Day. And it certainly doesn't help when Wander Franco is out of the lineup, which you hope that is not a major thing with that quad going on. He's such a high-energy, high-effort player. And I, I can see where, you know, in those conditions being early in the season and the fact that he's always making contact and running the bases that, you know, the quad maybe gets a little bit tight and playing shortstop, yeah. but it also allowed, I, from what I understand, I, I think it's probably just a day or two off sort of a deal, just get him off his feet and then work him back. But I'll tell you this, uh, Taylor Walls certainly made the most of the opportunity stepping in defensively in his shoes, shifting from what would have been third to short. I mean, he made... I think a half dozen really, really good plays in that game. Yeah, no, he did. And and, and he looked like he was advertised in the minor leagues yes. as the best glove in the whole organization. He looked exactly like that. Um, uh, unfortunately, G-Man Choi uh, could not corral one of his throws, which were which was a, a really good one. Yandi actually came across his yeah. uh, his path and uh, got in the way, but G-Man couldn't um, you know, close the glove on, on the ball. So I believe that error goes on Taylor Walls, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't it, checked it um, this morning. Yeah, so they ruled it on Taylor Walls, and that's what they kept it as, even though it looked like it went in and out of Choi's glove. Which I, I know it wasn't the best throw, but it goes in your glove as a first baseman. You've got to be able to corral that. Yeah, I can't. Look, that's one of those things where you look at stats and you look at errors of Taylor Walls. Oh, he's made this many errors so far. And, well, Let's context. Yeah. Context. Look at all those errors and see, are they really on him? Yeah. And honestly, I think if if Taylor Walls will tell you, I need to make a better throw, but then everybody knows inside G man. Choi would tell you, no, that's on me. Yeah. I already made the stretch. I had the ball in the glove. So no, you're right. He did make the best out of his uh, opportunity on the field. With the glove. Yes. He did draw two walks though. He drew two walks. He's the number nine hitter. Look, I think, He's never going to be a good hitter. 
Well, that's 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 unfortunate because I really don't think in this new age of race baseball there isn't a room for an Elliot Johnson guy. There isn't room for a Sean Rodriguez type. There isn't room for a Reed Brignac type. Even with Gold Glove level defense, there is there there. I don't I don't think so. I don't think I think the Rays are not trying to move to a guy who I'm going to put in the seventh or eighth inning for. A, a, they want guys that can go in in the fifth inning they got yeah. one guys that that can base, basically they're using their whole roster every day unless there's an injury so uh, so I, I i i really hope that he's just had a very very cold start to his major league <laughs> career um but it's crazy how yeah. the fandom has already turned on taylor walls they i mean most I, of <laughs> twitter fandom and i know that's such a weird place to yeah. look for uh, genuine thoughts and, and ideas because it's basically 98% trolls, but 99% trolls, obviously. 99% trolls just came in. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's blatant. Like yeah. a lot of people are like, well, Oh my God, tell it It's like, dude, the guy hasn't even had a hundred ABs. Yeah, give him year. a break. I also think some of that has to do with, uh, some of his outspoken political commentary that, you know, the moment he, uh, you know, goes over four and has a couple strikeouts or make an air makes an error, then people are going to jump down his throat, which, you know, it's Twitter's Twitter. That's what people are going to do. They have nothing yeah. uh, better else to do, quite frankly. Um, but Taylor Walls, I mean, just kind of going back to it, <laughs> I think maybe the most impressive play that he made over the course of that game yesterday was the uh, very, very, very hard shot by Wilson Contreras, 116 miles per hour off the bat. And it wasn't like, Taylor Walls puts his glove up. <laughs> he had to bend down and put the glove down yeah. to snag that. And you yeah. could hear after ball hit bat that the crowd went, ooh, like they thought, oh, that's that's going to squeak through yeah. for a base hit. And he <laughs> is able to stop it and make the throw. And then just being able to move glove side like he does so smoothly and turning double plays with Brandon Lau, it really is fun to watch. So I know the offense isn't quite there. Look, I think if, if we're going to ballpark it, Taylor Walls, I said this earlier this week, um, or last week he's 210, 220 hitter, 660, 670 OPS, but he's going to give you, you know, Andrelton Simmons, maybe not to Andrelton Simmons level, but think of a comp like that. That's a switch hitter, I guess. Well, so. yeah, then, but I, I, I think what maybe it's frustrating is the fact that you already have a Kevin Kiermaier on the roster. You already have a Brett Phillips on the roster. So is there room for a third glove first guy i and, and again that's just the makeup of your own team and what you're trying to do pitching and defense you know other uh, other teams are doing it differently call philadelphia they're doing it differently yeah, they are they're, they're they have seven left fielders playing all you know shortstop so uh, it, it, it's just your philosophy as an organization of what you think it's it's the right way of getting those w's but Honest, I mean, maybe I didn't pay attention enough to the to the scouting reports when he was coming up, but I really did believe that his bat was solid. Um, so yeah, yeah. again, again, doesn't even have two hundred at bats, uh, right. you know, in, in 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 major league time. I I think we need to be more patient, but I understand that the frustration is growing by by the strikeout, it's growing by the ground out, and it's growing by the pop outs. Stop with the being pop outs those are the worst but so yeah i i I do feel it in the in the fandom but i also feel in the fandom however of the cubbies is the love for seiya suzuki and i'm all for it i love that the cubs fandom has just completely wrapped their arms around this guy and and have made him 
the 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 last coke of the desert. Okay, yeah. he is the prized possession. He is so fun to watch. Dude can steal bags. Uh, can hustle from first to second. Yeah, Randy got him, but I love the hustle in it. Can take his walks. He looks like the real deal. He looks exactly like the guy who just got off a five-time batting champ uh, yeah. title and 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 three-time Gold Glove. All the accolades that he did in the Nippon League. It seems like boom. Okay, that's who I am. Yeah, I know the sometimes it does happen where guys from with high velocity is a thing. We saw that with Yoshi Satsugo, but for Seiya Suzuki, that is not a problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If you look at some of his highlights from earlier this season, well, he's on a nine-game hitting streak. Like his his numbers are yeah. absurd and insane. And they're not gonna stay that way, but I think he very well that he's going to uh that that contract that the Cubs paid him, he will live up to that, I'm sure. Um, but easy, easy though, deal with other other way too. Oh, he's got powered all fields. It's I saw a clip where Brandon Woodruff threw a 96 fastball up and in, basically on the hands, and Suzuki easily shoots it to center field. That's what we're dealing with. <laughs> yeah, and no, he's just really- being able to stay back, and uh, he's got a little bat flip action to him, yeah. a little swag. You know, the the torque on his body. He is he's an athlete. He's a ball player. He and the baseball IQ though. Because sometimes yeah, and that's big for Japanese players. I mean, they, I mean, we've seen, we saw that with Ichiro. Like, just, yeah, you got, you got to know where you are in the game. The, the Knowing yeah. that the walk matters, knowing that, you know what? I just need to poke it to right field. I don't need to go sell out for the home run right now. I love that mentality in ball players of knowing the context of where you are in the game, yeah. what the team needs, and then executing said thing. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a Kosuke Fukudome situation where he has like a good two weeks and then is sort of an average player like Suzuki, yeah. I think, is going to be really, really good for the next half dozen years or so. And uh, it's kind of, I don't know if the Rays were, how much they were in contention on him. I mean, the, the Rays threw a lot of money to Freddie Freeman, of course, a more established talent in the States. But man, it'd be it'd be really, really nice to have a Suzuki in that lineup and <sighs> in that play, that that right-handed bat. And, and I get that, oh, you know, you signed Yoshi Suzuki. That didn't work out. So don't go, don't sign a Japanese player ever that's, again. Like it just doesn't make any sense at all to me, but whatever. Yeah, that, that's that's really dumb if people are saying that. Uh, oh, I'm so, sure yeah. there are. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course we have. Yeah. Um, so no, Seiya Suzuki is really, really good. Yes. And you know what's also really good for you? It's Rock Auto. Yes. You can save time and money when you're using Rock auto why choose to spend 50 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership that doesn't make sense rock auto in fact is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer they have everything you could ever need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solutions to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's funny, we bring up say a Suzuki. And I was trying to figure out like, are the Cubs good? Are they average? Are they a little bit above average? I guess if you're playing in the central, you can kind of be average and get away with it. But of course this isn't, 
you know, quite the Cubs of 2015, 2016. Bryant's not part of the equation. Rizzo's not part of the equation. Baez isn't part of the equation. Schwarber isn't part of the equation. But it's not like what I appreciate about the Cubs is that it wasn't just a complete fire sale and, hey, we're rebuilding the next five years. Like, you can rebuild and sort of retool at the same time and still yeah. try to put a competitive product on the field. I know they went out and get uh, got Marcus Stroman and got some other pieces there. But I don't know. I, I I'd see them right now. And to me, they look like about a 500 team. Uh, if but, the race had gotten Marcus Stroman and Seiya Suzuki, would we not have called that a very successful off season? A hundred percent. So, I mean, again, like I, I, I don't say, I mean, again, every fandom has their gripes about their organization, but looking from a third party perspective, I thought they were going completely Pittsburgh pirates on there. Yeah. And they're not, I mean, they got really two really good, ball players to help their club i think they've got some some young talent there uh, they, that they have to play yeah. they have a lot of taylor waltzes that is a great point they've got like nico horner nick madrigal uh, different types of play but the the unassuming yeah type of players that ian hap for example and then uh-huh. they they put it all into a, a crock pot and hope it comes out with, you know, 84, 85 wins, something like that. And you know what? And, and, and you're right. In that division, you can be pretty mediocre and be okay. And now MLB is like, okay, you get more playoff spots. Yeah. It's, That's it's the a, thing too, yeah. It's a joke. So you can really just be mediocre and, and be completely into the playoffs. Yeah. And then once you get there, that's all that matters. You can win a couple series and you get yourself to the and World you Series. You can be a wild card team and win the whole thing. That's the way exactly. that cookie crumbles sometimes. It's so funny because I – am getting being a Midwest kid and I guess a, a baseball fan as well growing up of course that I get some nostalgia seeing the Rays play uh playing Wrigley Field Same. and and playing the Cubs I know it's a night game is a little bit different than those afternoon day games on WGN but yeah. <laughs> it's like man I it just it takes me back to watching Sammy Sosa yes. and Salu and Eric Young senior and uh your brethren, uh, Carlos Zambrano. Yeah. No relation, of course, the, but that's a joke. Uh, yeah. You know, just all those guys. And uh, man, it was a fun, fun time. Carrie Wood, Mark yeah. Pryor. Like, it was like, oh, I, I come home from school, I can turn on the game, and I, I, I can turn on the TV, and I know that there's going to be a Cubs game on. And you know what it was? Also, Dusty Baker. I remember yes. Dusty Baker as well. You know, he had uh, the armbands, he had the toothpick, he had the glasses. He he still had the swag going on. Yeah, Wrigley Field uh, is also very. Um, you know, I I think maybe because uh, there's the National Leagueness thing. Yeah. Um, that I don't have any animosity towards right. uh, the Cubs. On the contrary, but I couldn't say the same thing about Fenway Park. You know, yeah. Fenway, I don't it's really got, like. Yeah, it's got but that's some the, hatred in there. That's the rivalry in between divisions. But with, with Wrigley Field, I love it every time I, I get to see some clips from there. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, we grew up in, in the 90s. So yeah. Sammy Sosa was a big, big deal. All the names that you mentioned, of course, for me, Venezuelan Carlos Zambrano was a big, yeah. big part of my growing up and, and seeing him succeed. So, no, it, it's really yeah. nice to see. Uh, my favorite team, the Rays, play in a place where I really liked, and that you don't see there. You know, I mean, it happens yeah. what uh, once every four or five years that the Rays are playing the Cubs. I guess it's going to happen more often now. Yeah, but, uh, it's it's like hopefully no more snow though. I guess in April, who knows what's going? Yeah. That's the thing is like if the season starts in late March or early April. Like it's, it's even worse yeah. at Wrigley field, a place like that. So I just, I just can't imagine. I would not want to be out there if I was a ball player, but, not at all. um, yeah. So, well, 
let me ask this. Are the Cubs America's team? Like if you're a 90s kid, are the Cubs America's team or are the Braves? Because when they were on TBS, it just brings me. It, That's true. It's, it's a, like, it's man, a, it's a good one. Because I don't I don't go and turn on a Cubs game. It, no, you know, just I, I, I'm not hopping onto MLB TV and checking it out. But if the Rays are playing the Cubs and I. Oh, that's what Wrigley Field is like. Yeah, okay. Now I remember a little bit. It's a good question because the, the Cubs were lovable losers and yeah, the Braves were just like, we're going to take every division championship ever. Um, it's a, I, I don't know. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it's it's fun. What's funny, I, I was reading up on Wrigley and uh, talk about just how society has changed and the sport has changed. Uh, there's going to be a sports book, I think, next year in Wrigley. Oh, so that's going to be, uh, man, Pete Rose... Yeah, I know. Can't be happy. Can't, Can't be, be happy, happy about that. Um, all right. So today it looks like uh, Matt Whistler will be opening for the Rays going up against Justin Steele, uh, another kind of unassuming Cubs player lefty who's been good in limited action so far this season. I haven't read to see what the Rays are doing after Whistler, but maybe it's a kind of a bullpenning sort of situation i don't know yeah i mean i you you would expect uh, a lot of different arms different looks maybe keep the 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 cubs lineup kind of guessing on what's what's coming yeah i uh i really think they're going to be able to hit justin Steele, um and and not in in the way like home runs or anything like that i think they're going to put contact on the ball yeah. uh in nine and a third uh innings pitch he's allowed nine hits and three walks, so his whip is at a 130 right now. Right. But he has been pitching really well. 193 ERA, a 213 FIP. So I think the hits will come, uh, but it's can they get that key hit, which has yeah. been missing this whole season, that key hit of getting the runners in. You saw that on Sunday with the Chicago White Sox game. That was nice to see. You saw it in the walk-off game with Manny Margot. That was nice to see. You saw it all through the Orioles series. Yes. But you have to make it a little bit more constant in getting those key hits. So can they do that today? I, I that's that's one of my biggest question. But I think the hits will come. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be shut out or anything like that. Yeah, it would be nice to get a uh, home run one of these days. The whole well, league is suffering from a home run drought. It's ridiculous. Yeah, unless you're uh, Frank Swindle or Patrick Wisdom. But yes, uh, uh, must be nice. So, it'll be uh, the, the race. Certainly could use a Wander Franco's help, and let's score more than two. Uh, three come on it's, it's really yeah. we it's cliche i know but it's really really hard to win a baseball game when you only score two runs even That's if right. it's uh mid-april at wrigley field but anyway uh we'll see what happens maybe the rays can squeak back to 500 very early on in this thank you free first listen every now make your second in the locked on mb podcast that is also free and available on all platforms hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you on wednesday with a mailbag